0: The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Transfolk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. or as he is known around the kink and fetish community. Hi there, catsuit.
1: Hello there, Nookie, and to our listeners, welcome. I genuinely hope that you enjoyed all the content that we had from FetishCon on the FetishCon and What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want social channels. It was an absolute joy to be with so many friends and so many new friends, and you'll be hearing from some of them in the upcoming weeks. This week, it's a woman I met at Fetish FetishCon last year, and when I met her, she was a star on the rise. Now, her star has shot straight to the moon as one of the premier bondage models in the country, working with bondage cafe's Jim Leathers. And for her story, you have to go west. Skyler West is an artist, writer, filmmaker, and of course, glamor, bondage, and fetish model. Hailing from the Bible Belt, she was raised by parents intimately involved in the church. But when Madonna put out her most risque album, Erotica, that changed everything for her. After a life of dancing, acting, and writing, and even being a personality at her school while cheerleading, West decided to go West and has worked for various entertainment outlets as a writer and a host. She currently produces her own films and works in Hollywood films, which will not be named. Just recently, burlesque icon herself, Dita Von Teese, invited Skyler to perform alongside her in the famous burlesque show, Glaminatrix. It only took West half her life to put on the fetish uniform and finally play in the game, and even then, It's only just the beginning of the match, with a lot left to play out. Skylar West on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want.
0: They are the questions that establish the story. Five questions about firsts, bringing back the genesis of the character, Behind the Human. It's
1: the first five and it starts now. First time you decided you wanted to head west to find your fortune.
2: I think I always wanted to pursue the California dream as long as I can remember. I mean, definitely, I was definitely inspired by the media by seeing everything California related. It just seemed like everybody was having so much fun Everybody looked so cool. There was a beach, you know, mountains. People were like skating along the, stra- the strand and um, Hollywood movies, you know. Um, I just think it all looked so alluring. And so I just couldn't wait till I was old enough to take myself out there and live the dream.
1: First time you ever posed for a fetish photo do you remember what you were wearing, who took it, and what it was all about?
2: <laughs> that is a very loaded question. <laughs> My first fetish photo was with Jim Weathers, um for Bondage Cafe. Um I was wearing latex. I think it was like a siren or westward bound zip up in the front short sleeve top and high waisted shorts and um we did some very light bondage for my first time i was pretty nervous <laughs> and that was gosh not more than a year and a half ago maybe
1: it's pretty amazing yeah. how quickly you have risen in this business it's it's truly remarkable well first, thank you first time you had somebody write back to you and say, wow, you're something.
2: Like in general?
1: <laughs> sure.
2: Leaving like the elementary boy is chasing me around.
1: Might as well. That, if that helps tell your story, let's go back there.
2: No, you know, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is like, you know, I I had these silly crushes back in school and there were like a few you know there were a few guys that just wouldn't give me the time of day and it wasn't until after high school that I got messages from some of them and they were like, Hey, yeah, I was stupid. I should have went out with you or like I knew you really liked me and whatever. But so they came crawling back later on after they rejected me. And then by then it was too late, you know.
1: <laughs> First time you got into a scenario with Jim where you were like, holy crap, this is tight.
2: (laughs) Well, all the models always say the thing about Jim Weathers is that he ties tight and they weren't joking. Um, he, he, uh, let me slide a tiny bit when we first shot, but, um, I think it was when we did this, uh, gag and he calls it the DSO girl look and I it's this it's like a face gag you know I I don't have the proper terminology for everything you know I'm just like it's that one black strappy thing that goes around the head and it chokes you you know a little bit in a good way um and I remember wearing putting the DSO gag in and uh, my hands were tied behind my back and I was on my stomach and I had hog tie and then I was blindfolded all at once I think I sent you pictures of that one Mm -hmm. um that was that was the tightest I think it's been as far as uh ropes go
1: yeah first time you ever lost yourself in the bonds that were tied on you where you kind of left your head and went hmm Maybe this isn't just modeling, maybe this is fun.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, the very first time um that I got tied up, I, I remember like standing there getting tied up. And it felt like it took forever, you know, and I just remember all of the warm sensations going over my body and how wonderful it felt. And it's so funny because other people out there would just think this all sounds so nutty. But it's so comforting to be bound and tied up tightly just like and you feel like you're this in this warm ball and the further it goes. And when you're gagged and blindfolded and tied up to where you can't go anywhere, it's just it's kind of blissful. Does that sound relatable?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. First thing I think of when somebody ties me is the physical hypnosis of the strands of rope going across me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good way and to put I'm it. I'm
1: totally aware of every single one. Well said. And when it all comes together and there's no motion to be had, and you realize that you are in the beautiful embrace of the twine, and it's just what's supposed to be
2: wow that was very poetic i i I agree i it's uh it takes your mind off things um it takes your control away especially if you're one of those people who like to have control over things so i'm a fan
1: much more coming up with skylar west we'll talk about where she was raised and how she ended up in the west coast a beautiful part of the world. Plus, we're going to talk a little bit about FetishCon, where I first met this wonderful woman, when we return on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dayton and Kinky, and we are the official podcast of FetishCon. We do this show without paid advertisers
0: and provide it to you as a labor of love. If you want to help the show, as well as contribute to CatSuit's conference fund to get live interviews and teach some amazing classes, you can give at bit.ly slash thanks, Now let's hear from some of CatSuit's friends with some messages for you.
2: Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others. Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. This is Alicia
0: Zadig. Author of the new book, Yes Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book, Yes Mistress, takes you on a provocative, eye opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Male submission is more common than you think, and more rewarding than you can ever imagine.
1: Yes Mistress, now available on Kindle, and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com.
0: We invite you to connect with us on social media so you can follow all the great news about the show. You can find us on Twitter at whatwomenwantp1, on Instagram at whatwomenwantpodcast, and on FetLife at www.podcast.com. And if you want to follow the host, that's easy, as on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, he is, hi there, catsuit. And now back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky.
1: Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to the program, joined by the amazing fetish model, Skylar West, who you can see in Bondage Cafe, and you can even see on stage but Dita Von Teese, how amazing was that?
2: Oh, my God. Like, I get all teary-eyed just talking about it. <laughs> Such a fangirl. I mean, I, I always looked up to Dita Von Teese. Um, I actually met her, and I never told her this, and she probably doesn't remember, but when I first moved to Hollywood, I went to this nail salon with my girlfriend. It was, like, her regular place, and... There was this really pretty lady getting her nails done in there and she had this unique style of her nails that she was getting done and it was like a reverse red and red French manicure kind of thing. And I was staring at her from from my chair and eventually I got the nerve to get up and say something to her as I was leaving and I said well, you know, you sure look like Dita Von Teese. And she turns around and she says, well, that's funny because I am Dita Von Teese. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I was just like, cool. Well, nice to meet you and walked out. I, I probably said something stupid and then I left, you know, but um, yeah, and then cut to years later, I um, She asked me to be in her show, Glaminatrix, on New Year's Eve at the Orpheum. Mm -hmm. And I was in her fetish scene that she did. She has different kinds of segments in the show. And she specifically asked me to be in her fetish scene. And uh, it happened. And I still don't believe it did happen. It was so great.
1: So how did that all come about? Well,
2: I met Dita through Jim. Um, Dita was looking to have some bondage done for an event that she was holding. And she had this idea that she wanted to have um, a woman involved doing the bondage. And the two of them began talking and Jim was like, oh, well, Skylar actually knows a little bondage herself. And uh, Dita like looked my profile over, you know, and she was like, yeah, bring her in. So me and Jim got on this assignment to go do some bondage work for one of Dita's events. And it worked out so well and we had a great time and I met my hero and did some bondage, um, got some bondage done on me, did some self-tying there. And it was a total hit. So that was the proper way to uh, actually meet data. I would say.
1: You said you headed out to Hollywood because you wanted to find out what the California life was like. Describe the moments you first got there. Was it a rags to riches story or did you go there confidently or was it scary?
2: I think my family was way more scared than I was going. They were like, you're going? Like nobody wanted me to go. And I felt that vibe. And there were some people I actually didn't tell that I was actually moving. And I told a few people, they're like, why would you leave? Like, why would you leave this town? And I'm just like, well, there's other things I want to do. You know, I just always had an itch for it. And, and I went out like, barely 21. And I had set it up, set it all up beforehand with a friend I had met online. And I know crazy. And that's why everyone was also scared for me. I'm like, no, it's safe. I feel like good vibes. I felt good vibes about the whole thing going into it. And when I got there, it was good vibes. Mm -hmm. And the place I was staying at was awesome. And I just had like two friends out there. And you know, they showed me the ropes and then I just kind of got my feet wet and sorted and um, made it work. And I've been there ever since. Been here ever since.
1: <laughs> you did not leave the Midwest to go get tied up by Jim Weathers. <laughs> At least I don't think so.
2: It seems that way.
1: What was the dream going out there?
2: The dream was to work in entertainment. and. I have been a professional dancer for years. So, well, and a host and an actor, all those fun things. So it just only made sense for me to progress the whole career out West because I knew that there was a market for what I wanted to do. And I I kind of felt like I had reached the end of what was possible in the Midwest, Um, you know, as you know, from somebody who's from the Midwest, there's kind of a limit on certain things, and so you you're kind of like, well, all right, uh, you know, I've got to get out there and do something. But the good thing is, it's, is that we have the internet now, and we can travel more and do all these things and get outside of the box.
1: By walking into Hollywood and wanting to get into entertainment, that is such a difficult thing to do. What was your first break?
2: My first break. Uh, well, I'm not going to name the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot reveal who I am. <laughs> but um, it was a big movie uh, that children would watch, mm-hmm. actually. And um, I can't talk about it. Because that and would be a that's, dead giveaway.
1: That's totally understandable. Mm-hmm. But... It leads me to my next question. There's kind of a dual life here. I think anybody who is in the fetish or kink industry understands that sometimes people don't understand what we do. When did you feel like you were comfortable moving into that?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I like to say I feel like I've been closeted for so long because I've I've there's you know at least I think so but your parents know more about you than you think they just don't say anything and I think there's no way they didn't know that I was like tying up the neighborhood boys to my dad's weight bench in the garage (laughs) you know there's no way they didn't know that I had like a stash of Hustler magazine pictures like in a box in my closet. Things, you know what I mean, like
1: when did you start to feel comfortable that you could be your authentic kinky self out there?
2: I think that I've always been super kinky and I've had a lot of trouble finding other people who understand that or understand what I want or they're not as open um as as I'd like them to be, um, so it's been kind of hard. I think to to um, explore that in my personal life, and I just always wanted different things, and or I would be like, you know. <laughs> I like handle or I'm sorry, I would hand a boyfriend like a paddle or like try to bring some kink in the room and they would just be like, they would like spank me once and that would be it. And they thought that was <laughs> the end of the job. And I'm just like, no, can you do it again? Or like, you know, they didn't understand the flow of it or, you know, the kind of people who just don't even under like 50 shades of gray. They don't even understand that level of kink. And so I just, I just know that I, I. I've always had it in me I just haven't been able to find it and then when I found my group of friends you know now and the people I hang around with I feel like finally I can just be me and like I don't have to like ask questions or like explain things and I can just do the whatever the fuck I want and it works.
1: That's when the magic happens. That's when we can enjoy our authenticity because it allows us to be vulnerable with people. We don't have to put up a wall. That's an amazing time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, uh, you know, like you can hear the hesitation, my voice, people who are listening, probably it's just, it's my first time I've actually talked about this publicly um and it's and it's hard to talk about you know unless you're amongst your friends and you don't really have to explain anything or really think about it and everybody's accepting of it and they understand but you know in the back of my head i think of where i come from and how i was raised and you know i've told you a little bit about that how i was raised in in a baptist church And so everything like what we're talking about has been taboo. And I've had to suppress it, you know, for so long. And I'm like, finally crawling out of the cave.
1: (laughs) When you have to suppress it for that long. Describe to me the moment that you didn't have to suppress it and you were able to go. Damn, I can do this and I cannot have to feel guilty about it.
2: I think it was when I became friends with Jim Weathers. And we talked about his business and bondage. And then I met a lot of his friends. And then, you know, I was curious about getting tied up and. Uh, after we talked about it extensively, we ended up working together and it was something I wanted to do it Was to- the ball was totally left in my court, but I just had so many questions about it. And I talked to just a few of my close friends who kind of know that I had an inkling to get more kinky or go into fetish. And, and then I finally got the confidence to, to be like, okay, well. I've got to do something about this. I have to come out with it, but I need to do it in a way that I feel safe and comfortable on my terms, considering like where I come from and how I don't want to, what do I say? Like keep the brands separate. I don't want to call what I'm Skyler a brand, but I mean, like, it's like two people. Mm -hmm. And I think some of you guys out there understand what I'm trying to say.
1: I think people absolutely understand what that duality is all about. Because at one point or another, it was so taboo for everyone that you didn't dare say something about kink. Now, luckily, even Netflix has kink. Every detective drama has kink. Castle had an s and scene. Silk Stockings back in my day had an S&M scene and it was like, oh my God, it was actually on network television. And then Fifty Shades comes out. Whether you like it or you don't like it, it showed a little bit about what we do. But now you can't go anywhere without seeing a model in latex. You can't go anywhere without seeing a model in a catsuit. And the fact is, things have evolved to where some people may think it's awful, but other people think it's awesome.
2: So about that, something interesting um, from the years of my life working in Hollywood—you um, know—they'll put out these these shows and these projects, and they'll show some kink or S and M or whatever. But then you can also be judged or lose out on work if you happen to be found out about or that they know that you dabble in that business. Mm. But at the same time, you can win certain roles out of it, depending on who the director, writer and producer is like. Sam Sam Levinson, who did Euphoria and he's got the show The Idol on HBO, mm-hmm. you know one of one of his actresses from uh, Euphoria, she straight up did boy girl porn mm. and they met at some screening, I guess, and he pulled her into the show and cast her as one of the characters and she's had like a couple seasons on Euphoria and um you know i you know, you see some of the people getting picked out of the um, fetish or the porn world to do mainstream uh, work with HBO or just something, you know, super mainstream. And you go, okay, well, there is a possibility that I can be accepted and I won't lose out on other work, you know, working with like Nickelodeon and Disney and which there's a lot of hypocrisy in Hollywood we could talk about this for a very long time, but I'm basically trying to say that you you can lose out on, on work. If you come out completely out of the fetish closet, you can lose the work with the, the lighter companies, the conservative companies. But then again, if you could also win work from the companies that have a little bit more edge and grit to them. So, you know, uh, But playing both fields is great. So if you can kind of keep them separate, keep the brands separate, as I like to say, then, you know, that's what seems to work for now.
1: I can imagine it's a difficult road to travel, not knowing what turns you can take. But I think that's part of what makes you so courageous in what you do. Have you ever thought of yourself that way?
2: I think no I think it it comes off as a bit it seems like oh maybe it seems confusing or like bipolar or something like that but I like the way that you put it that sounds a lot better
1: Well I just think we're on the precipice of some acceptance that we haven't had before because every year that goes by we see people who have lived a life in the closet and they come out and they do wonderful kink stuff and people go, that's cool. I know people at my work when they find out about what the podcast is and find out that I go down to St. Petersburg and host things at fetish con, they go, Oh my God, that's so freaking cool. And I would never have imagined to get that reaction. I think that with your abilities to portray a role, whether it is in rope or it is in a living room on a set, your expressions, your emotions, your genuine person comes out and it doesn't matter which side of the mainstream or not mainstream you're on. You deliver a beautiful performance. And that's what people should be looking at. Not whether somebody has a judgment against it. AKA a Baptist church.
2: (laughs) Oh, oh, my stars. You have no (laughs) idea, but that's, that's really well said. Um, Yeah, that was really well said. Thank you. I think, I think, you know, aside from us breaking it down and going deep here about the psychological aspects and the branding or whatever, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's really about the creation and the art and the, and the writing and the feeling. And that's, that's all I'm really thinking about. You know, I try not to think about how I'm going to be perceived. Like that's also annoying. You know, I just want to, be myself and put out what I want and say what I want to say and be tied up how I want to be tied up. And, and, uh, I like making people feel good. I like to please people. I like to entertain. Um, that's what I live for. I just live to be creative and have a good time and all the other details. I hope they fall together with the identity sounds like an identity crisis, but no, it's <laughs> I have it all sorted out and placed where I want. But like, yeah, if, if I do get found out about, oh well, fuck it, I guess. Like, maybe that'll be a blessing. Like, oh, it's the same person. Okay, whatever.
1: I think Kim Bittner and P.S. Sands did it a few years ago when they were on both sides of things because I look and go, and we're talking back in the eighties and nineties. I go. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Sure enough, Ah. IMDb. It was the same person. Ah, It can happen. I really believe it can happen.
2: Yeah. When it happens to you, you let me know. I want to hear all about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Fetish con. What is this fetish con that you attend, John?
1: I will tell you a fun story. Uh, I don't think I told this on a previous episode, so I'll tell it on this. I was traveling down to uh, visit some fetish friends for a fetish weekend, and I went through security and I was on a discount airline, so I just had a (laughs) carry-on, and my bag gets pulled aside. Of course it does.
2: Oh, no.
1: And so I'm going, is it the paddle? (laughs) Is it the vibrator? Is it the 12 cat suits and the latex cat suit that's in there? Hmm. No. They opened up my suitcase and pulled out a white bra bag and they were shaking it around. I said, It's boobs. And the guy went, What? I said, They're boobs. And he unzips it. And he goes, Oh my God, they are. I said, The price I have to pay for having fun. And he said, well, we thought there were jugs of water and obviously you can't take jugs of water through. I said, perfectly (sighs) fine, I totally understand. And he said, okay, have a great trip. I said, thank (laughs) you for making this so easy. I'm coming back from Florida. (laughs) Go through security guy, even say to the guy before the the x-ray, there's a pair of fake boobs in there. You're gonna think they're water. He goes, okay, go through. There goes my bag getting pulled aside again. (laughs) And this time it's a man and a woman. (laughs) And they open up my bag and they open up the bra bag. And they're going to swab it for explosives. (laughs) (laughs) So the woman opens up the bra bag and holds it over to the guy and lets him (laughs) swab it. And so he's putting this little cotton pad on On the boobs. On the boobs. I said, hey, they're double Ds. Get as much of a feel as you can. (laughs) And the woman goes, why do you have these? I say, I sometimes dress up and I use the fake boobs. I mean, I'm getting ready to go to FetishCon and actually host some events down there. What are you going to? FetishCon. It's down in St. Petersburg. How do you spell (laughs) FetishCon? But yeah. here's my point on that. Yeah. And I know it was a long story. And thank Great. you for if you skip through I totally understand. But here's <laughs> what that story means. It means that some people just don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. And we're interested in knowing more. <laughs> right.
2: I I think it's um you know like like you read in my bio um how I grew up in the Baptist Church, and I know how judgmental some people can be. And I know that I was raised in a certain way where it's like, don't do this, but you can do that. And the commandments and all these scary things and sort of brainwashed into thinking that so many things are bad, especially anything sex-related. So... You know, I'm trying to, to what was unbrainwash myself mm-hmm. <laughs> every day from some of the things that I picked up and things that felt bad, you know, but really they feel good. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Well,
1: people, and um, people will so, take yeah. guns all the time and go, yeah, yeah, defend guns, defend violence. Yet getting pleasure is the problem
2: yeah why would they want to keep that from us i asked that i asked that all the time you know what's what's wrong with orgasming are you fucking kidding me why would why would they not want you to experience all these great things it's it's so fucked up so you know it's just taken me a while to feel comfortable and and um people are going to judge you no matter what okay. i understand that but I think it's just because I, I was around those people growing up and I know that it's that it's out there and I and I just don't want to feel I don't want to feel that, you know.
1: What do you think this world would be if Madonna didn't show up? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fucking boring. Vanilla is shit. <laughs> Our savior, Madonna.
1: But you mentioned that Ma- you mentioned that Madonna really opened your eyes to many things. And here's a woman that's been controversial. But even though she's slightly older than I am, she is still kicking butt. Yeah. And doesn't care. Right? Talk to me about the influence of Madonna on you.
2: Haha. She's everything like I get all teary, eyed again about it. Here we go. Um, Madonna really like helped me become who I wanted to be. And and I felt like, you know, I was always dancing around to her music. And me and my cousin would put on these performances at family get-togethers and We would like charge my family members to watch us dance with nickel and dime (laughs) and have them donate. And we'd put together some cringy dance and make them watch. And it would always be like to Madonna or Janet Jackson, you know. But um, it wasn't until the album Erotica came out in the 90s. And I remember all of a sudden it had like a graphic warning on it or something. And it was supposed to be edgy and like, my mom knew it was edgy. You know, we were like at the height of going to church and everything. And I was like, Mom, I want to get Madonna's new album, Erotica. And like, I didn't know what Erotica even meant. I just knew I liked Madonna. Okay. And anything she was doing, you know, I saw her this video for the song called Deeper and Deeper with that um, actor, German actor Udo Kier. And I just thought it was so cool. Like, everything she was doing and I said mom I want to get this album erotica and she's like no you can't have it it's too too um I forget the word she used for it but it's, it's a it's bad for you basically and I remember whining and whining I want to get it I want to get it and I wouldn't shut up about it and she drove me to the record store Gets out of the car, goes in there, you know, I'm throwing a fit mid mid tantrum and she comes out and she gets in the car, and throws the album at me and like my my tears just magically disappeared. And I was like, oh my God, I got it. Like my acting skills paid off. (laughs) (laughs) So I was really upset though. So I, so I remember just, I remember holding it in my hands and looking at, Madonna on the front it's like this like black and white with this blue tinge color and it's her face and it says erotica and it says explicit lyrics and I was like I was just a child and I was like fuck yeah and um, and I remember I would just like play it over and over and I was watching your videos and I was like that's when I was just like exploring w- who I was and and yeah I was looking at things when I like grown up things when I was young, okay? It is what it is. I was watching Real Sex at a very young age, Taxi Cab Confessions. Those were my favorite fucking shows. Um, And so the Erotica album and the videos and just the things that Madonna was doing just really resonated with me and the sexuality and and her sex book with the, the photography and just all the art and the dance surrounding inspired me so so much to become who I,
1: I started to become. Was that the moment you realized you weren't alone? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because I resonated with her and everything that she was putting out. And I'm like, that makes so much sense or that feels like my my inner person, you know? Yeah. In a a world where nobody resonated with what I was thinking, I really felt like an alien.
1: What an amazing journey it's been. And when we return on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky, we're going to talk about what the future looks like for this amazing starlet. She is Skylar West, and we are back in just a moment. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Recently, we put together a brand new book called Hearts and Collars, reflecting 20 years in a power exchange relationship. It's 350 pages of what we've been living for the past 20 years.
2: Indeed. And it's got chapters like
1: communication, power exchange and spirituality, how to be a leader, high protocol, becoming a follower, rituals, the new porch time, victim, survivor and thriver, power exchange and polyamory, submissive versus wife. The practical contract guide. Relationship short shorthand. As well as other
2: tools and experiences we've had over the years.
1: Check it out at eroticawakening.com slash hearts and collars. Bye Dan. Bye Dawn.
0: Are you curious about Kink but don't know where to begin? <laughs> or maybe you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. You should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little
2: activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns. (laughs) Uh, But lots of solid BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in
0: the business for almost 30 years. Kink for the Curious
2: A BDSM activity book for beginners written by Princess Natasha Strange, that's me, (laughs) is available on Amazon. Go get it now. Welcome to the Yoni-verse. I'm Scarlett.
0: And I'm Anya. The Flaming Yoni podcast is a celebration of the beautiful and unique expressions of female
2: sexuality. From asexual to megasexual. From lifelong monogamy to relationship anarchy. From deep spiritual bonds of sacred union to
0: spur-of-the-moment flames. It is all infused with Yoni energy. Search for the Flaming Yoni on your favorite podcast platform. You will not leave the same as when you came. Hi there. I'm Nookie. My pronouns are she, hers, and I'm the founder of Dating Kinky, a different kind of dating and educational site for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Catch me in my own podcast, Dating Kinky. And now back to John and
1: their guest on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to the program, Fetish Con. That is where I had the pleasure of meeting you for the first time with Jim Mm Weathers, and I got to see an entire seminar on how to tie someone up, and you were just amazing in all of that, but what I loved was just this amazing, exuberant, beautiful personality that just seems so inviting and so genuine, and I just was like, Wow, this is somebody I'd really like to get to know. So thank you for being so kind and so wonderful. And it's nice to know you and get to talk to you again a year later. Thank you.
2: It feels like therapy when I talk to you. (laughs) Like, you know, I get to talk about all my skeletons and my inner demons and you listen so intently and, and you're so understanding and open. And I really appreciate that.
1: My honor you got to come to a party that was in my hotel room last year. And when I say hotel room, you have to understand, I was in a business suite that had a whole had a whole conference table. Thank you, uh, Sam Houston Binder, uh, the Ultra Girl series, who was allowing me to share his room. He had to go a day early. And so I had this room all to myself and I said, why don't I have some people up here? <laughs> so we did. And the, the rope rig came in and here I am tied to a chair and you and Jim walk in.
2: First of all, I didn't even know it was your party. I thought it was shiny bounce. Like, I don't even, you know, cause there's everybody, it's, it's in I the hotel. I told shiny,
1: bring everybody up.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we, you know, in the hotel, it's like, oh, someone's having a party in their room or this room or whatever. And I didn't even know it was your, that's funny. So Yeah, that was interesting. And that was my very first fetish con. And um, everything was very surprising to me and interesting and new. And I remember walking up into that hotel room and we're just standing there. We're like, you know, hanging out like the peanut gallery over there, just watching. You you know how it is. You got your voyeurs on one side Mm -hmm. and the performers doing their thing and some girls just getting like, tied up crazy right by the front door and then some other girls getting tied up up by shiny bound and then you are over there unable to move (laughs) getting deeper and deeper in some kind of bondage and I was like hey there's that john catsuit guy over there (laughs) you look so happy I remember your face you were just in heaven so congrats
1: thank you (laughs) I got to spend, uh, as we're taping this last weekend, with the person who had the rope rig there and uh, the person who was topping me, Sophia. And uh, we've become good friends since then. I mean, that was, I'm not going to call it my coming out party, but FetishCon was the time. And I'd like to t- for you to share your thoughts about what you felt, but Fetish Con, Fetish Con was the time where I felt like I came home that I'm finally around the people that I've always wanted to be around, not because I think they're hot, <laughs> because they are so amazingly kind and wonderful.
2: Well, they're hot too. Don't get that wrong. This
1: is true.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree with you. I, I couldn't have said it better. Um, Talk about feeling comfortable and not having to explain shit to anybody. You know, I remember one of the things that stood out to me was like, uh, there was just some like girls hanging out by the pool, getting their toes sucked on in the middle of the day. And I just was like, oh, I'm going to go over there. And I just stood there and watched. And no one one was like, what are you looking at? Or, you know, it's like, you can do what the fuck you want. And you can be kinky, you can be a watcher, you can you can participate, and I love it. So, yeah.
1: Skylar, I will tell you, and I told this to Christina Carter on our second show ever. Good friend of mine. Don't think I've talked about this a lot since. When I look at Jim's work with you, with Christina, with Randy Moore, with any one of the super heroines that he has. I look at that material in a way that is totally different from the way I think most people look at it. What turns me on is me imagining being you, to feel what that rope feels like. To feel the helplessness of it and to know what's going on in your mind, that is my mind trip and what makes me so excited, not even sexually, but just invigorated in what you all are going through. Does that surprise you?
2: Um, I I would like to say yes, because it'd be more interesting, but no, only because Jim and I will talk extensively about what his fans think or what they've written him and things like that. And there are other people like you that do see themselves as being inside of the ropes as well. And I mean, I didn't always know that, I just found that out recently. Um, and there's there's people that look at it all different ways. They see themselves inside of there, like they are being tied up, or they also see themselves from the riggers perspective of what it's like to be in the room doing the rigging and you know, putting the gag in or putting the blindfold on and that kind of stuff. And I wonder if there's like a third angle what do you think
1: there might be?
2: Yeah. <laughs> just th- yeah, just think you're hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the other thing is, is that I'm, I'm a total art snob. I went to art school and I'm all about aesthetic and placement of things. And the, how do you say it? Feng shui mm-hmm. organization and all those things. And that was definitely one of the reasons I decided to work with Jim. On top of all the other great things, it looks aesthetically pleasing. He makes he makes his his uh productions look so good. Um how can you say no to doing those? Um so he's the only one out there that has stuff that looks like that. Let's be real. There's only one bondage cafe.
1: So I'm going to ask a favor would you take me into your last scene whatever it is you shot and kind of take me through your mindset as it happens from the conversation through the actual ropes through the release this is my version of asking a football player what it's like to score the winning touchdown (laughs)
2: I've been saying it feels wonderful and amazing, um, I'm trying to think of how, what kind of perspective to to give you to to speak of this, and like, like I don't know, I don't think I understand how to say it.
1: So if I were to ask you to describe what happened to you in the last scene that was done and how you were thinking as it went through. How could you describe that to me?
2: I would say my heart is beating fast. My body is warm and tingly all over. The ropes have me. I'm so bound and so tight. I can't get out. there's no way I'm fucking getting out with the first round. And then, as you know, we go more in depth with it, with it and add more ropes or more straps or chains or whatever we're doing. And you get deeper in shit, you know, you just, you go deeper into the tightness and, and being bound and, you know, you're not going to, have any chance getting out unless someone's going to get you out you're never going to get out and it feels wonderful and it's freeing and you're you can't really speak because you're you're gagged and uh you have to be good at at gag talk and gag listening if you (laughs) want to know what someone's saying but um Then you're blindfolded at one point. Um, You're able to roll around in the beginning and towards the end, you're really not moving much and you're not going anywhere. And my favorite part is you can't speak, you can't see, you can't really move or roll around towards the end and you're totally bound and you're warm and it's, uh, it's really
1: blissful. I think I have my favorite three minutes ever done on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I could envision what you were saying. And I think that that's what, to me, makes what you do so incredible. Because there can be a thousand different ways to tie. There can be a thousand different outfits you'd wear. But the fact is the sexiest part is the mind. The sexiest part is taking the journey with you. At least for me, it is.
2: Yeah. um, It's like, you know, when you're totally, you're gagged, you're blindfolded, you're tied up or strapped down or whatever. It's like, I don't know, like you feel like you're getting a really warm hug. It's it's like a feeling of love or something. That's the best way I can put it without, in one word, a hug, hug.
1: <laughs> the most beautiful hug and also the safest I've felt. <sighs> Well, you know, if you're, if you're
2: with the right people that you trust, I mean, that's the key right there. And, and I would love to be tied up more. Um, I just haven't, uh, really met, um, any that, that many people to work with, um, or in my personal life. To do a whole lot with you know it's a few far and in between maybe I need to get out there more I'm just kind of an introvert so hey if you're listening and you're a trustworthy <laughs> rigger hit me up <laughs>
1: if, you, sure. hey, if you have
2: good if you have good references if you've got a strong resume
1: <laughs> I actually have a couple people I'm going to mention to you after the show because good. I think that the work that you do and the way you emote the way your eyes have this haunting ability because they are so pardon me. They are so gorgeous. They can literally take you into a scene just by looking at how your emotions and your energy are coming out of them. And so I love the work that you've done, but what I'm most excited about is the work you're going to be doing. Thank and you. And I'm looking I'm looking forward to watching you grow even more in this. Thank you. When you're not in the rope, what are you wanting to be doing because I know you have some projects that you are working on? and some dreams that you want to chase. Can you share any of those with us? Yeah, Um, so
2: I think I said earlier, I, well, maybe I didn't say that I am a director, a filmmaker, an actor, um, a writer. Um, So I am doing my first erotic thriller film, uh with jim weathers and it is scripted and we are almost finished with production and going into post soon and it's a collaborative adventure <laughs> and um i am it's it's another surreal thing that's happening you know um we combined our ideas and Uh, our creativity and um, wrote something up and started filming it. And um, I'm really excited about it.
1: I think the beauty of manifesting your dreams is when you actually do it Mm -hmm. and you knew what you wanted to do and you did it. That's gotta be, (laughs) that's gotta be pride. The likes of which I can't imagine.
2: Well, hey, uh, you know, one of my girlfriends introduced me and Jim, and I was introduced by getting invited to his birthday party. (laughs) And so I came to his birthday party. And 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 mind you, these are crazy in themselves. It's like a mini fetish con. (laughs) Imagine all the bondage cafe models and everybody in the business, you know, here and and uh we're all hanging out and you know i started talking to jim i got some one-on-one time with them and then we talked even more and even more and then you know um we realized we had a lot of things in common and there were some things i wanted to explore like i told you i was very curious about bondage and you know i have a lot of experience in modeling just regular model stuff and so it seemed like, uh, it was a potential match to, to, uh, proceed with some bondage stuff. So, like I said, the ball was in my court and I was like, yeah, let's try this out. And I remember like putting on the outfits too, the first time and putting a corset on. And I'd never had a corset put on me the right way or I never had nylons put on me the way that they're supposed to really go. Like, you know, when I went to church when I was a kid and stuff, you just get the the nylons from the, from Walgreens or whatever. And you just, you know, put them up on your legs and you go. And there's a whole art to, to, to corsets, to nylons, to bondage. Um, it's all really beautiful. We could spend a whole other hour talking about this. But the whole thing, the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle is excellent.
1: I just feel so honored that you shared your story with me today. And I know that the audience for this show, they're definitely going to feel what you feel because they've been through it so much. Well, thank you
2: so much for having me. And I hope. Everyone out there enjoyed the podcast and um, really liked hearing about everything.
1: Such a lovely human being. I am so proud to call Skylar West a friend. And the fact that she is just so kind and so nice just adds to the wonderful atmosphere it is just being around her.
0: Here's what's coming up on the next edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Presented by Dating Kinky.
1: She's the Dom from Down Under, an amazing dominatrix who comes to us from Australia. Our first Australian guest, in fact. She's Mistress Audrey Fatale on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. A new edition of the show
0: premieres next Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Once again, special thanks to Skylar West for being with us, and we are very excited to announce a new partnership here on the program with Kinkster Merch, run by Mistress Kai, our friend and former guest. You can find Kinkster Merch on Etsy. And in addition to a wonderful collection of kinky attire, including t-shirts, mugs, notebooks, and so much more, you can shop the What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want collection, where we have specially designed shirts for you, the authentic person that we've come to know. So, whether you're a sex worker, a fetish model, or somebody who just believes in being their authentic self, we may have a design just for you. That's Kingster Merch on Etsy, the official. Merch partner of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time, and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always.
0: What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at What Women Want P1, on Instagram at What Women Want Podcast for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast. And now, select shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash datingkinky. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free.